This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Good day. Welcome back to First Take, coming to you live from the seaport in New York City, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. You going home on the Ambrose? No, um, I'm going to swim home if oh, anything by water. Yeah, definitely. Molly, I have to go to Bristol after this because I'm working. You know? I'm going to Connecticut too. Oh, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, but are you working? Are you doing it a lot today with me and Ruddy? No, they, we already have a fantastic host. Uh, it's time for an Orloff's Key, Stephen A's favorite segment, where our guy Dan gives us his key for the big games. Dan, what is the key for the Cowboys and Dolphins matchup? Stephen A better be watching. One. He likes the segment. He just doesn't like the name. He thinks the name's corny. Because he doesn't have a segment named after him. Uh, for number one, it's going to be shows. Miami's pre-snap motion. It's something that they do more and better than anybody in football. Dallas defensively has struggled with that. Their perimeter screen game to open up some of the stuff to make sure that the defense for the Dallas Cowboys is minimized. And then Tua using that to kind of spread this defense out and attack the middle of the field in their pass game. And they will take shots down the field. As much respect as they have for players like Stephon Gilmore and Bland, that will be a big part of it. Again, getting the ball to his hands quickly. And I think for Dallas and their offense, you don't have a ton of success against Miami's defense thrown against players like Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey. This is going to have to be a Jake Ferguson game. This is a, a defense structure-wise that forces you to try to attack the linebackers in coverage. Ferguson has become the second go-to guy for Dak Prescott outside of CeeDee Lamb, a very, very good tight end in the middle of the field. I think for their offense to have success, he's going to have to be a huge part of their pass game. I got the keys, keys, keys. All right, on that note, let's welcome in Mina Kimes. Hello, Mina. Hi, Mina. Hi. So good What's to be up, here. What's up, MK? I like Hi, that jacket. Nice to meet you. I like that nice olive color. Oh, thank you. Oh, this is the first time you guys like are doing change. TV together? I mean, this is, this is. is, this, uh, this is it nice. It is. Oh, my god. This is gosh. an upgrade. I'm, I'm happy to be here for it. <laughs> wow. I love it. An upgrade. On Stephen from, like, A, Stephen Dan. A. Oh, okay. On YouTube, okay. to be honest. Say we work out yeah, you yeah, on you as well. You too, Dan. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into it. Uh, so Cowboys tight end Jake Ferguson knows the task at hand, saying this on the Cowboys' offensive focus this week. This is December football. This is where you separate yourselves. Here's essay on the Cowboys Monday. What Dallas showed you is that they need a lead, so you need to pass in order for them to be who we, who people wanted to believe they are. And me personally, I sit here with a smile on my face because I was talking about Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys because I'm talking about prosperity. See, they're allergic to it. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, when you call them the underdogs and you talk about them like we're talking about them now, oh, they'll show up. But when you place expectations on them, they don't answer. Yes. He has so many different voices. Stephen A? Yeah. Yeah, but they like ring in my head. So That's what I'm saying. It's, I'm, too I, much. it's almost like you, you, learn, you, be, you miss the voice. At least I do. You miss it? I miss it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm not there yet. Uh, Mina, would the Cowboys <laughs> winning in Miami make you trust them? 
It would. Uh, and to me, that that's really a reflection on how much I respect this Dolphins team. The way I see it is this. If the Dolphins were in the NFC, I would probably view them as the second best team in the entire conference behind, of course, San Francisco. So if Dallas were to take them out on the road, uh, given the level of competition, given how well the Dolphins' defense is playing right now, which I think I'll get to a little bit later as well, I would trust them in the way that I trusted them before this last loss, which is I viewed them as the second best team in the NFC. Would it make me think they're better than San Francisco? No, but I didn't think they were better than San Francisco before. I don't think any team in the NFL is better than San Francisco. Mm -hmm. However, what we have seen is this inability to go on the road, not, as Stephen A. said, build up a lead and benefit from that. So if they were to go into Miami, play a very good defense, very good defense in the Miami Dolphins, and then be able to defend Miami's run game, which is good as well. It's very different from Buffalo, but it's explosive. I would be very impressed with that win. I don't see how you could not be impressed by that caliber of victory against such a good team. No, unfortunately, Mina, I'm going to have to disagree. It wouldn't cause me to trust them anymore because I've seen them have some level of prosperity during the regular season. You know, when it comes to the Cowboys, Mina, you know, the only thing that matters is the postseason. We've seen them have these ebbs and flows. We've seen Dak throw 35 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and lose into the first round of the playoffs. We've seen them have great success in the regular season. So I'm not going to put any more trust in. I'm, I'm, I'm devoid of trust with the Cowboys now because I've seen them over the last decade, and they build me up and they keep telling me I'm going to get this for Christmas and every time Santa comes and he doesn't drop off the package that they promised me. So no, unfortunately for me, I am not going to have any more trust in them if they were to win this ball game. Alright, so we would have to trust them more and the, the win would have to mean something. We, we have, and, and rightfully so, had a conversation about Dallas, who they are home versus on the road. The last five times yeah that Dak and this Cowboys team have gone on the road and played a winning team, they're 0-5. They, they, they get beat on an average right. of 32-18. to 18. Dak's got eight touchdowns and eight interceptions. So if they were to go on the road versus a really good football team who is a winning record and beat them, we can't ignore it. That, that, that would be completely outrageous and, so I, and, and, and biased in many ways for us to can do. I, can and I, now I, can can I ask you? I want to ask one question. So they lose five games in a row on the road against teams with winning records by average margin of thirty-two to eighteen, and one victory gives you renewed hope. No, but it, but we'd have to we'd have to value it. We'd have to appreciate it. They finally we they, we we can no longer say, well, the Cowboys haven't gone on the road and beat a good football team or a win or a team with a winning record, and we can't say that anymore. So there has to bear. It has to bear some weight now on the Look other at side. Look you being, being nice Smart. about the Cowboy. Yeah. Oh, Thank here you. comes the butt. Um, here comes the butt. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks ago, I called the Monday Night Football game when the Titans went into Miami and beat them. Mm -hmm. Now, it was, you know, 14-point lead, and they somehow have the miracle comeback, and things went their way, but it did happen. So, in, in one part, I, I right. go, well, we can't sit here and make the comment that we can't go on the road and the couch. If they do... On the other side, I, I'm not going to sit here and go, Shannon, what? You know what? That's the team that could beat the San Francisco 49ers because they went on the road and beat the Dolphins when I just watched the Titans right. do it. Go ahead, yeah. Mina. Take off. I mean, I don't feel that way about any team with the San Francisco 49ers right now, candidly, outside of the Ravens. Um, I think, Dan, you know, you pointed out that the Dolphins lost to the Titans. All of the great teams, including, by the way, the 49ers, have weird losses this season. Right. They did, of course, when Trent and Debo were out. Um, I, I think, though, this game in particular is such a benchmark game for both of these teams 
They have to beat the allegations, so to speak. Dallas with the road stuff. Miami, uh, you know, having to beat a good good team. team. I I Mm -hmm. feel just that we have to say whoever comes out of this game with a victory does deserve more trust as a playoff team. Does it mean I think Dallas can beat San Francisco? No. Does it mean I think Miami is the odds-on favorite in the AFC? No, it's probably still Baltimore. However, it would be an impressive victory for both sides. And I think it would obviously depend on the nature of the win, but I'm willing to come out of it with a bit of a changed mind based on what we see on the field. Well, I'm different than both of y'all. I look at the Cowboys like one of my exes. They look good, but I don't trust them. <laughs> wow. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Oh, to be an ex. Totally fair. Wow. Shannon. I just say which one. Like Shannon dropping bars. That's going to get quoted and retweeted and hearted and yeah. liked and subscribed. Uh, what happens my if goodness. the ex change their ways? Shannon, uh, what happens if the Cowboys go into Miami and wh- they stop? One of the Dan. best rushing attacks in football. And, and Dak in this offense looks as explosive on the road as it does at home. Maybe, maybe, they're, maybe they've changed their ways a little bit. He might get back I, together with that ex. I, 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 ho- I, hope it works out for, I hope it works out well for her and the next partner. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shannon, oh my goodness, you're hilarious. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code FIRSTTAKE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll get $150 in bonus bets. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. For New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. For Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050. For Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. For Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. For Puerto Rico, call one 800 981 0023. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Quick take for the HOFer. The Clippers are winners of nine straight after a 121-11 win versus the Mavs last night. Kawhi Leonard led the way with 30 points and 10 rebounds. I mean, I don't know who's the Kings of L.A. now, Shannon Sharp. Uh, How serious of a contender, though, is this Clippers team? They're very serious contenders. This is uh, Kawhi Leonard's eight 30-point game this season. But the big thing is he's played in all of them. That's the thing with the, with the Clippers. It's been his help, Paul George's help. Talked to uh, Ty Lue earlier in the week, and he said, hey, we figured it out. We're getting it together. They haven't lost a game since James Harden was inserted into the starting lineup. And Russ said he understands now what true sacrifice is. For a guy with those kind of accolades that he has on his resume that says, you know, voluntarily move to the bench, it shows me a lot of what I didn't know about Russ. And I see why all the players in the NBA love Russell Westbrook so much. That's a, that, was a, that was huge on his part. But Molly, they look legit. 
because yeah. it's a different guy every single night. One night is Kawhi, the next night is James Harden, Paul George, Norman Powell giving you what he gives you, and then you have Terrence Mann doing doing some of the dirty work, him and Zubats. I like this team a lot. Yeah, star-studded team. I'd like to see them play in person. All right, uh, tonight we got a Thursday night matchup with playoff implications on the line. Derek Carr will try to outduel Matthew Stafford in L.A. The Rams trying to secure a wild-card spot while the Saints are competing to win the NFC South. Sports betting analyst Joe Fortenbaugh joining us now after going 3-1 and one last week. And, Joe, let me just say this. Now, have you guys met Joe and Shannon? I'm just introducing Shannon to all my friends today. We have not, but if we see each other on the bench press, I'd imagine we're just going to trade reps. Oh, exactly. Yeah. We can get a workout in any time, Joe. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to add any extra plates for Shannon. No, definitely not. Okay, so here's the deal, Uh, Shannon, Joe. I don't know about you guys, but my credit card bill this month, astronomical. Christmas, you know, it just keeps going and going, and you're you're like, oh, God. So uh, let's try to get some money back and get people at home paid because they're probably feeling the same way. We start with tonight's Thursday night football matchup between the Saints and Rams. Joe, what's the play here? Molly, first off, how is that different than any other month? No, it's way worse, Joe. Trust me. If we're going to try to solve that problem, let's begin tonight. Let's lay the four points with the Rams. The offense has been fantastic over the second half of the season, especially quarterback Matthew Stafford. But the key here is the spot. This is an absolutely brutal situation for the New Orleans Saints. It's a Thursday night road game where they have to travel across the country two time zones and 2,400 miles. You don't see this very often, and when you do, the team in the Saints spot has performed miserably. So much so that the NFL has tried to eliminate these games from the schedule, but this one fell between the cracks, so we're going to take advantage, lay the four with the Rams. Shannon, you agree? Yeah, I do agree. I like it. Okay. All right, cha-ching. We'll keep it rolling then. Moving to Saturday with an AFC North showdown between the Bengals and Steelers. What's the move here, Joe? Hold your nose because this one stinks, and I got a feeling a lot of people won't want to follow it, but I'm going to play Pittsburgh in this spot. Let's start with the obvious. Mike Tomlin as a home underdog has been very profitable in his career, hitting at about 70% against the spread. Pittsburgh's defense is going to have to carry the day. They're 11th in efficiency this season. I expect them to get some stops. Now, Jake Browning has been very good on the Cincinnati offense, very good. But it's one thing to have Jake Browning as an underdog. It's another thing to have Jake Browning as a home favorite. It's another thing entirely to have Jake Browning laying points on the road. I think Cincinnati's a little bit overvalued here. I'd play the Steelers. You know what, Joe? I'm going to disagree with you on this one. What I've seen the Steelers do over the last several games, uh, I can't go with them. I like Jake Browning. I like those receivers. I think they cover. Mm. All right. Uh, Guys, let's look at Sunday's marquee matchup between the Cowboys and the Dolphins. We've been talking about it all morning. Joe, this one I'd like to get in on the action, make it a little more exciting. What are we doing here? So this is a Stephen A. Smith special. This is for my boy. We're going to play Dallas on the money line here, win the game outright plus 105. All week long, the conversation has been about how bad Dallas's run defense is after we saw what James Cook did to them last week, right? So everyone's talking about Miami's rushing attack, Dallas's run defense. Well, keep in mind, Miami's rushing attack, they're banged up on the offensive line. They're banged up in the backfield. Tyreek Hill, excuse me, banged up as well. 
the key to this game is the Miami defense. It is an overrated unit. You look at some of the advanced metrics, they're like fourth in defensive efficiency. They don't play anybody. This season, Miami's played nine of their 14 games who against opponents who rank in the bottom 10 in scoring offense. Nine of 14 games against teams in the bottom 10. In the five games against teams that aren't in the bottom 10, they're giving up 30 points per game. I think Dak and the Cowboys put up a big number. I'm playing Dallas here. Well, you know what? I like the way that sounds. You take them out right, I, give, I can get double my money. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll ride with you. I'll take the Cowboys. We'll always double the money, right, Shannon? Uh, yes. Joe, thank you so much for being with us. Merry Christmas to you and your family, and, and I hope you enjoy your, uh, well, it's not your first Christmas on the East Coast. You're from Philly, but first Christmas in Connecticut, so I hope it's first special one back. for you. Yeah. Love you guys. Thank you. We love you, too. Yep. Be sure to check out Joe's radio show, Carlin versus Joe, today at 12. Thanks, Joe. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Hey, hey, Molly Karam here. Warm up with the hottest games live with Vivid Seats. No matter the sport, Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can score free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, an annual birthday discount, and much more. They're the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every single purchase. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the pod. Oh, we get another Orlovsky today? Who's better than us on this Friday Eve? Uh, where our man Dan gives us the key to the big game on Monday night. So, Dan, what's the key when the Ravens play the Niners? Okay, Baltimore's offense. One, quarterback legs have always hurt San Francisco's defense, Kyler Murray specifically. And then there's a specific way where you could try to run the ball to the perimeter, kind of away from Fred Warner, that's going to be a huge part of that game. How often can that San Francisco defense that kept the blueprint or started the blueprint of keeping Jalen Hurts in the pocket, can they do that to Lamar? And then can they use that kind of what I call a pin and then pull run game to have some success? And then if you flip it, this is a Baltimore Ravens defense that is very, very, very good. A lot of it is built on some what we call simulated pressures. And Hamilton, Kyle Hamilton, has become the guy that everybody talks about on their defense, rightfully so. There's a defensive tackle for the Baltimore Ravens, last name, Matabike, that is absolutely in the conversation for one of the best defensive tackles in all of football. He's a handful. Really good offensive line for San Francisco. This could be the best defensive tackle that they've played against all season long. I want to see how well they handle those two young superstars for Baltimore's defense. Okay, something to keep an eye on. Thank you for that. And let's talk more about the Niners. Most people's favorite to win it all, right? So omitting a three-game losing streak where they were dealing with a lot of injuries, let's Mm -hmm. be fair. San Fran, they've been rolling. 
Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, all huge parts of an offense, averaging 34.5 points per game in the last six. Yesterday, Stephen A. talked about who's the most important player on the Niners' high-powered offense. Essay. Normally, I would tell you, I would say Christian McCaffrey, Debo, and Kyle Shanahan's play calling. Here's the problem. I saw what they looked like without him. When Brock Purdy ain't in the lineup, San Francisco don't look the same. That's why he's an MVP candidate. What you, Despite the success that Kyle Shanahan has had with numerous quarterbacks, none of them, not Lance, not Garoppolo, not Mullins, not Johnson, not anybody, nobody in Kyle, Shanahan, in Kyle Shanahan's era in San Francisco has looked like Brock Purdy. Am I lying? All right, Shay, is uh, Purdy the most important player on the Niners' offense? No, because if you think about it, look how Brock Purdy looked once he got Christian McCaffrey. That offense went to another level when they made the trade. And I knew what was going to happen because his dad played in the West Coast system, and I knew this system was tailor-made for what Christian McCaffrey can do really well. You see, what he does is that he opens it up. He's like when you add water to uh, Shea by Laportier. It opens it up. It allows you to get the full body, the full taste of this offense. Because now when you stick the ball in his belly or you stretch it out wide and you pull it, you have Debo running scot-free. You have Ayuk running scot-free. You have a George Kittle running scot-free. It is Christian McCaffrey. He's number one across the board. Yards from scrimmage, rush yards, yards after contact, first down yards, 10-yard runs. He's that. Brock Purdy has just has been just as good. But for me and being in this system and knowing it backwards and forwards, it's the running back because he allows them that play-action pass, which they're so deadly mm -hmm. at, is because of Christian McCaffrey. I agree. Uh, Brock Purdy has been excellent in this offense. He is accurate. Uh, the timing throws are there. He has full command of it. And I do think it's looked better with him than past quarterbacks in Kyle Shanahan's system. But we actually did see Christian McCaffrey with one of those quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo, and the change in that offense after the McCaffrey trade preceded Brock Purdy being elevated as a starter. You saw the beginning of this transformation, a transformation that I, I really don't think we've seen the likes of in the modern NFL, frankly. I mean, Christian McCaffrey on tape is clearly, to me, the straw that stirs the drink in this offense. The fact that when you put him on the football field, he can do literally everything. He can run routes like a wide receiver. He's one of, if not the best, pure runners right now in the league. He can block. It allows Kyle Shanahan to dictate to defenses in a way that Kyle has never been able to do before. If you are in base, we will throw the ball on your linebackers. If you are in your sub package, we will run it up your gut. You are able to do all of this because of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, what he is doing right now, the way he commands extra attention on the field, never seen anything like this, frankly, from a running back um, who can also run the ball the way he does. It is truly, truly special stuff. And to me, he, even though Purdy is playing extremely well, McCaffrey is the most important player on that team. Before I give my answer, Shannon, add water to what? My cognac is called Shea by Laportier. When you add a drop of water to it, <laughs> it opens it up. It allows you to get the full taste. You uh, taste those marshmallows, that mm. caramel. I need to get you a bottle. Yeah, it costs you 100 bucks, though. I got to pay for it? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pay for Stephen pay. A? No, I'm not, you definitely I'm not, I'm would not, not charge Stephen A. Whoa, 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 time out. He's, he's, he's not going to charge Stephen A, but he's charging you and I, Dan. Dan is just, so cheap. 
Dan, I don't know if you know. I, Shan, I don't know if you know that. Dan is unbelievably cheap. Mm-mm. Ain't nothing. <laughs> okay. There's nothing free but salvation, and ministers have found a way to charge for that. So ain't nothing free for Shannon from Shannon Sharp, bro. <sighs> I can't uh, get over that. Yards last in this line. Niners offense seem to come uh, free. Uh, Shannon, where can people purchase this? All right, this, Dan. If they tell want us to. why the quarterback is more important. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he goes for McCaffrey. Yeah. No. 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 I hate this question. He, he believes McCaffrey. I hate this question. <laughs> I take it personally when both, you say you hate the question, but keep going. Both players have elevated this <laughs> offense that if you've paid any attention to the NFL over the last just about 10 years, in some cases 30 or 40, the ones that Shannon played in specifically to this offense, but specifically to Kyle, you know that both these players have taken this offense to levels that a very good offense yeah. that it has been hasn't reached. And so most important is always going to be the quarterback. Most impactful, we could have a little bit of a conversation about. Because, again, both these guys have made this offense, and I would say made this play caller different and better. Mino, we've talked about this. The offense is a different offense and a more advanced offense because of Purdy. But I don't know if there's a player. Shannon, this is like what we call ace formation. You know this. McCaffrey's going to insert between the the B gap, the the center, excuse me, the guard and the tackle. Most times when this happens, he's going to check down over the ball, right? This is not a broken play for the people at home. This is a designed (laughs) play by Kyle Shanahan. I've never seen this on purpose where you take the receiver, Shanahan, Shanahan, you clear people, and then instead of using the tight end on this route, you use the tailback on this route, which is essentially a corner or a rail or a wheel route. I personally yeah. have never seen that. Maybe it's happened before. I think that- Let like me ask you a question, ways, Dan. An I'm example. Sorry. Go. If you took this offense and you replaced Purdy with another top five, six quarterback, your Dax, your Staffords, whatever, how would that compare to if you placed, replaced Christian McCaffrey with another running, a top five or six running back in this league. Yeah, like my, my comparison would be this. If, if we took Brock off of this offense and we put in um, Dak Prescott, do I still think this offense hums pretty consistently? Yes. That's not a knock on Brock Purdy. It, it, it's, it, right. He's a very good player. If we take McCaffrey off and we put in, I, I don't know, like an, a Camara or an Aaron Jones I don't think that they do the exactly. things with those guys that they do with McCaffrey. He agrees with daddy. us. Yeah. Whoop daddy us. Yeah. And it, <laughs> part of the problem is this, why I hate it, is they're, they're two of the top three or four MVP yes. candidates, rightfully and deservedly so. So deservedly. Like that's part of the reason why. All right. Shannon, go go ahead, go ahead. Molly, I want to say because I played in this offense and we had Terrell Davis and we had John Elway. John Mm -hmm. Elway was already a Hall of Fame quarterback before Terrell Davis set foot. But what TD allowed us to do with his ability to run the football, when when John would fake that ball, Ed and Rod and myself, we we were scot-free. You have to worry about Christian McCaffrey because if you don't, don't drop that guy down in the box, now all of a sudden he's four or five yards into the, before he's getting touched. So that's why I believe yeah. he's the most important, even though Brock Purdy is having a sensational season. Yep, absolutely. Shannon, let me ask you this. So the Christmas Day matchup between the Niners and Ravens very well could be what we see in Vegas in February. So what team is most standing in the way of that Super Bowl matchup happening? For me, I think it's Buffalo. Because I think of the quarterback play and the what they're doing with James Cook now. 
They're doing a lot with James Cook, kind of like what the 49ers do with Christian McCaffrey. If you notice over the last two to three games, Dan and Mina, mm. they're throwing him the football. They're putting him on routes against uh, uh, linebackers and safety, and he's done an unbelievable job of running the football. And then you get Josh Allen, who I call a bigger, stronger, more athletic Ben Roethlisberger that he's going to get the third and ones. He's going to get the fourth and ones. My concern is him turning it over. When he doesn't turn it over, they are a very, very difficult team to beat. The one turnover, they can normally overcome that. But sometimes he produced turnovers like, in, like grapes in bunches. And that's what concerns me. I mean, I, I've got Kansas City here over Buffalo uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, they have the best quarterback in the world. I also think this offense is starting to figure things out with Rasheed Rice as the number one wide receiver. But perhaps just as importantly, the Chiefs defense is very good. And they have a play caller in Steve Spagnuolo, who maybe I trust more than any other play caller yeah. in the postseason to come up with a bespoke game plan to stop Lamar Jackson, who's been fantastic this year, but at times has struggled with certain pressures and blitzes. Yeah, I, you, I think – go ahead, Shannon. I, I just want to know if Mina was, Mina was going to go play wide receiver for the Chiefs, and then I would agree with her. <laughs> Rasheed, Rice, Rasheed Rice is playing really well. Keep an eye on him. He has. She can't get in out of her cuts, Shannon. He's got no <laughs> separation. No separation. Um, I'm more agile than you. <laughs> That's not saying much, Mina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably a fair comment, too. Um, listen, I think it's Buffalo, obviously. I, I, I think that, if I'm being dead honest, I think there's two quarterbacks that neither conference wants to see in the playoffs. And you guys know who I'm going to say. Nobody wants to see Josh Allen, and no one wants to see Matthew Stafford in the playoffs. Both conferences, Matthew, respectfully. Oh I'm, I'm Shannon, I'm telling you, no, if, if there was a team that is, I don't want to see equipped, but like puts the fear of God in a defense, it is Matthew Stafford and the Rams out of the NFC when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers. Buffalo is the, the formation of personnel kind of diversity that they've deployed under Joe Brady is really yeah. the difference. The ball control that they've started to implement is the difference. I'd love to watch them play against the Ravens. And then, again, I think with the way the Rams can run the ball, Kyron Williams, Kyron leads, Williams. The NFL, leads the NFL in yards per game rushing. This is as great as Matthew's playing. No quarterback in football is throwing the ball better than Stafford. No quarterback in football is throwing it better. I think that's what scares the 49ers. But Kyron Williams in that run game is equally as impressive. I agree. They, the Rams kind of took off offensively once Kyron Williams got yeah. into the lineup and started running the football with the effectiveness yeah. that he has. So, I agree. I mean, the Rams do look like a different team, but I just don't know if they have the firepower to deal with a 49ers. By the way, there's no shot that I'm going to slide and think that you're more agile than me. Like, at some point, we are going to put this on video. I'm not yeah, let's see, what let's see you at drills. the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. what, what would we need to – what type of drill three do we need to make this happen? We're on a three-cone drill. No, I would, I would lap you. <laughs> you would – I – Dan, come on. I got you me, move like I one got of those me. things outside the used car lots. Yeah, yeah. I've seen you move. Wow. Those, guys, those tall guys that float, come on. Oh, I got, wow. I got, that in the three visual, cone, Mina. I got mean in heels. Shit. In the three I cone, I got mean in heels. Buying he, the portier. He's got by Mina. Way. I knew I wanted to be on with you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mina in heels. Oh, right. beanstalk. Mean, I get a free bottle of the by Le Portier. You're always trying to get free stuff. I'll buy you a bottle. Like, come Dang on. It. I'm going to buy you a bottle. Shannon, where can I buy a bottle? I'll buy one for Dan. 
on your you website buy, or something? Yes. I'll buy it. Oh, yes. <laughs> you can click. You can click the link on any of my uh, uh, nightcap. And on your social uh, club stuff. Club and okay. yeah, and my own and my own page. Yes. You want a bottle? Thank you. You got a. You have a, your own website. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's shit. He's got like eight shows. He's a Did Hall you of say Famer. A bad word. I said he's got like. Oh, I thought you said something. What else. would I have said? Yes. Dan, I'm a professional. Eh. And Disney's yeah, my boss. Yeah, exactly. Still Dan, to come. you mean to tell me with those ears you can't hear? Yeah, <laughs> get them. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oh, Mad Dog, something special. So Dan was watching the show yesterday and posted on social media, Mad Dog, putting my kids into tears. Okay. Um, Can you please expound upon this? Well, first of all, Mad Dog, hang your own Christmas lights, okay? Don't pay somebody. I'm a, hey, Mad Dog, okay? Listen, listen, listen. Dan, look at me right now. Time is money. Have some self-pride, okay? Wow. Mad Dog, your kids might be grown, okay? Pick up what I'm putting down here. Your kids might be adults. Mine aren't. So you're number three on the list. You never know who's watching. Mine was home sick yesterday. I had to deal with devastation. Not good tears, bad tears. And had to talk them off of a ledge because of your number three. So you never know Watch who's watching. Watch what you say, Mad Dog. Watch what you're Tactful, saying. Tactful, Mad okay? Dog. So, we all can't wait for Santa to come, Mad Dog. Exactly. Yeah. We all can't wait yeah. for. We Santa work for to Disney kids in magic. Deliver the presents. Yeah. Now we go. We made to that yeah, message yeah, clear. Yeah. My own top five list. Mad Dog did the dislikes. I'm gonna do my top five Christmas. Yeah. Likes. I love this Christmas fit. I have to say, even the kicks. You went. You, yeah. You committed to it. So let's go. I'll stop. Top five Christmas likes. Okay, let's go. Number five. Give it to me. Smell, I was waiting for it. Smell of Christmas. I love the smell of Christmas. One, because I have a big nose, okay? I, I get made fun of it, like I got a big nose. The smell of Christmas. I don't know well, how to describe it. What's the smell it. of Christmas? You know, like it's pine the Christ- Yeah, it's the Christmas tree smell. It's the the cinnamon. Like, it's, okay. it's the smell Man, of Christmas. Man, with that nose, you can smell Christmas in June. <laughs> My goodness. I saw Shannon, you put up your Christmas tree. Do you enjoy the, you enjoy the Christmas smell? Go ahead. The smell of Christmas, number five, number four. Dan, you gotta pick up the pace, but. Number Wait, four. Dan, Dan, I already don't know how I feel about the number smell four, of Christmas. Number four, lights in New York City. Yes. Uh, the, the Christmas lights, I know yes. you went to the that. Christmas tree lighting. Yes. I Mina, mean, that's because you guys are in LA and you guys don't really celebrate Christmas because it's 85 degrees and yeah. you don't get the Christmas feels like we do. There's nothing better than walking around New York City. 100%. And, and I do miss Friday that. night, it's 30 degrees. You see the lights and the, the warm white. That's number four. Number yep. three, people are nicer. We live in a world like everyone's so mean to each other, especially Cowboys fans hate me specifically, but hate anybody who says anything truthfully that might be negative about Cowboys. So people are just nicer. They're in better moods. They're maybe a little bit edge when it comes to you got to get your stuff done, but people are definitely nicer there. Christmas cheer. I watch a movie. Christmas cheer. Mm -hmm. Number two, Christmas movies. Nothing better than watching Christmas movies. Christmas Chronicles 1, Christmas Chronicles 2, Home Alone 1, Home Alone 2, Jingle Jangle. Um, What did I watch? Not a Christmas movie. The new new Eddie Murphy movie. (laughs) 
I just um, the, the new Eddie Murphy. Okay, movie. we got we get the that, gist. That, we started yeah. that last night. That's okay. a good one. Um, <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street. So many good Christmas movies. I have the number glasses. One. Number one. Yeah. Friday after Nick. Christmas music. Also, that's a good that's oh, a good man. one, Shane. Christmas music. What's better than like? Waking up in the morning, yes. grabbing a cup of coffee, put some creamer in it, and then you put on like Carrie Underwood's Christmas oh, album. Oh, I would go Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey's got one great Christmas song. What? The um the 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 one. No, I don't. Know. All I want for Christmas yeah. is you. Yeah, Molly, I'm I'm married. Oh my God, ahead. I hate I everyone on this show. This it's terrible. What's terrible about it, Shannon? I mean, uh, everything. People. People are nicer is just not true. Not true. You're hanging around the wrong people. Christmas. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm hanging out with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mina, like like you go first, and I want a grade. Okay. I mean, I could prove three wrong. Just yeah, uh, I'm okay with four and five. I wouldn't put music on top though. That I mean. No. Where's presents? Where's football? By the way. I'll well, put football, football we have now. all the time. Presents, Christmas isn't about presents. Mina, what grade would you give you, this? Hold on. You just said Christmas is not about, about presents, but you get all over Mad Dog when he said not to put presents up under the tree. Shannon! Shannon, you're not getting it. We'll talk in the commercial break. I do. Uh, oh, my no, man. No, 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 no. Yeah, I we'll thought Shannon did not get the presents. He was presents. upset. Yeah, 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 yeah Shannon. Shannon, <laughs> I don't we love the kids. I don't think it was because it was kids were watching. I feel Come like that's Nina. how Dan learned that's the truth. Mina. Watching Mina. Mina. <laughs> Mina. Mina, you just had a baby. <laughs> Mina. Come on. I expect more from you. New mom. Okay. He, he, even, he can't tell what's going on. Okay, Mina, what is your grade? And then Shannon, you go. And then I have some thoughts for you. <laughs> I'll give this a, a gentle a C. Ah, C. Okay. No, a B B B B minus. <laughs> no, nope. Shannon. No, 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 no. Yeah, I give it a. You know what? I'm gonna give you a strong D plus. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> because, can I go? Hey, no wait. Hold on. First of all, you already know people are in a rush. They wait to the last minute to go shopping. Everybody is held to skelter, and a lot of times the gifts that they want weren't available, or they're not going to be available till after Christmas. So people Maybe are not in a better mood. To come to the East Coast. Yeah. Fifth, the Christmas the, the smell of Christmas, bro. With that snogging you got in June, you can smell Christmas. So it's always <laughs> Christmas for you. Okay. Okay. Let me go. Can I go? Yeah. Can I go? Because I take Christmas very seriously. Yeah. Okay. Smell of Christmas, I'm kind of out on. So, like, I love having candles and I yeah, love smells candle. the whole thing. I actually prefer more like Thanksgiving, a kind of like pumpkin y smell. So, I don't know about pine cones and alpine. That's not really my jam. I see where you're going, though. The lights in New York, absolutely. They're, they're it, it's spectacular. It gets you in the mood, the Christmas spirit. Also, like the windows, Saks Fifth Avenue, how they decorate. Nothing's better than Christmas in New York City. Maybe that's why they're angry because they're on the West Coast. Yeah. People are nicer. I get where Shannon's saying it, like people are angry, shopping, <laughs> spending all their money. But I do think people are a little kinder. It's the holiday where? spirit, where? Ho holiday cheer. You know, like they're you're, they're more jovial. I agree with Especially that. Especially the closer we get to the day. I'm not a big Christmas movies person. What? I don't really watch movies. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't really do watch, watch TV except for sports. 
Because we already have to watch so much. But you stuff. gotta find a you gotta I'm find a way to watch the Christmas movies. I like a good rom com if I'm like in a certain mood, or I kind of like like a mafia type film. But that's where I am on that. And then Chris, it depends on the mood I'm in. Yeah, yeah I'm being honest. We're talking about Christmas. I'm just telling you what I like. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it might be a rom com with Jennifer Aniston. Or I might go straight to Scarface. Like that's where I vacillate. Jingle bells. And then Christmas music, I'm all about it. I love it. It puts me in a happy mood. I think it's good, but you're definitely missing. Some big ones, like like, like a really thoughtful Christmas gift, Boom. or I don't know, like a Christmas activity, like skating. Going to see the lights in Christmas. Skiing, can't, skating. Can't, I said. Oh, or ice like, skating. Yeah, that's like, a fair one. I don't know. Building I don't a go snowman. on ice skates. Do you? Do you look? Like, I can barely walk upstairs. Anyway, so I would give this like a solid. Um, Molly, look at number three. What would you give the grade? B plus. B. Yes. Um, Way to go. Mad so Dog. A B plus a B minus. Mad a Dog. I hope you are watching, and Shannon will be FaceTiming you in the commercial break. Answer your phone. <laughs> yeah. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. The Jets activated Aaron Rodgers through their 53-man roster yesterday despite acknowledging that he would not play this season as the team's already eliminated from the playoffs and he is not yet cleared to fully play. Shannon, what's your reaction to Rodgers being activated? Man, he's taking up a roster spot. Somebody had to release somebody, man. I mean, you're not going to play, so what are you doing? What are we doing here, Dio? Dio? I mean, look, the, the only reason Rodgers did this, he wanted to try to dispel this myth about conventional medicine. And so I, I just, I, I just don't, I'm just, I am so glad that we didn't really, we didn't really talk about him that much on this show. We talked about the Jets and what the expectations were, but I'm just, I'm just over him. Yeah, I, I agree, Shannon. I, I can understand the desire for him to kind of, again, accomplish this goal. My, this is my hope. I, this is a total assumption that the roster move, that they had to take up somebody off the roster, there's some way that that person gets either the money that they were going to get or the hopefully it, it adds to like an accrued season because I don't know who they moved off the roster, but if that moves somebody off the roster, that, month, that salary or money isn't guaranteed or this puts at risk them gaining a, a season in their career when it comes to benefits or whatnot, that's awful. So my assumption and hope is that even though it's a roster move, whoever is moved gets their money and the value of those games on the active roster to their name. Because I don't understand what does this do for the Jets? Right. Okay, him practicing. You're going to have an entire offseason. You're going to have yeah. OTAs. You're going to have mini camps. You're going to have a training camp. So I don't get, I don't get what this does this year. Mm. Right. All right. Um, I'll leave you with this. I want to give a huge shout out to our producer, Josh Kramer, who's going to be leaving us. We'll miss you, Josh. You got a promotion going to the ACC Network. Best of luck to you. Please stay in touch. Dan, I'm going to get you a bottle of Shannon stuff so you have that. I'm going to order that for you. And Shannon, we're so happy to have you on the show. Great addition. Um, you know, everyone's nicer during the Christmas season, so I just wanted to make sure you knew that. See you guys in the new year. Merry Christmas. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, 
winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. 